And I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to GrishaCast, episode 118. In this episode, we will be discussing our first Grishaverse world tour together. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by our very own fantastic Lee Bardugo. Moi Savieni, casters. Hi, hi, hi. Woohoo. So let's say hi to some listener cities. Okay. First, we have Grand Forks, North Dakota. Ooh, yes, ma'am. And next, we are going to Sturuman, Sweden. Yay. I don't think I said that correctly, but I love it because I really seriously like want to go to Sweden. That's my place I plan on retiring. So I promise that when I do retire, I will be able to pronounce that correctly for you all. But yeah, just a little tidbit. But yay! Thank you, listeners. So um, we are remote again. To Like, I mean, you know, things are, we just got to do things, but we're, we still are here. We're happy. And um, yeah, I mean, I miss Terry not being here with me, but she, I can see her right there. So, you know, I still have my tea. And just in case I got a little lonely, I decided to bring a friend. And no, it's not Lucy. It is the one, the only. Oh, wait. A, Sam. Oh, <laughs> that's my turtle, everybody. Yeah, he's Sam is a 30, like, Six five-year-old Reeves turtle. Um, she has been around since. Let's see. Um, I took her to show and tell when I was in third or fourth grade, and um, we haven't revealed our ages on this show. But I'm just gonna. Well, there you go. You figured it out. <laughs> yeah, she's she's definitely getting up there. Um, thought she was a box turtle my whole life, and that was back when you actually could sell turtles in pet shops. My parents bought Sam for me. Always thought Sam was a guy um, until Sam laid eggs. So then we found out she's a girl, but that's okay. Sam could be Samantha. Um, anyways, also, Sam has always been with my parents until recently, and now I get to take care of Sam, which is... Seriously fantastic. Terry can totally agree because we have made sure that Sam has an awesome life out here. Like, Sam's been in this aquarium her entire life, and it just had, like, one rock. And it wasn't that my parents didn't take good care of Sam. They just, that's what they knew. And when I lived with them, I would always let Sam walk around. However, now Sam has a... beautiful habitat inside that has like a like a tanning area like deck and water and then she has a beautiful outdoor habitat so sam is living her best life she really is yeah sam is the most spoiled turtle i've ever met in my entire life 
She deserves it, though, um, because when I discovered she's a Reeves turtle, Reeves turtles, their lifespan is like 20 years tops. It's like, so, I mean, she's like, I mean, yeah, she's definitely up there. And then when I took her to the vet, they were like, she is really active because she is. She like, people say turtles are slow. Um, Meet Sam. <laughs> Sam like flies around everywhere. Um, it's really amazing. I know I've talked about Sam. I love it. It's just um, she's so cute and she's so fun. Um, and don't forget she's got her own Instagram with Lucy Shell and Tail on Instagram. A N, yeah. If you want to see, anyways, yeah. So you got to see Sam. I just had to bring Sam out here and now um, yeah. So, anyways, well, girl, how you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. I, I, as convincingly as I can say that, everything is great. Everything is fantastic. You know, for the first time this week, I actually, because I have a lot of stuff going on too um, with my family, I stopped saying, I would actually tell them, I'm not going to say okay, because I know that would be lying. However, I am making it. And I mean, I'm, and we will, I mean, we both got, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's not, it seems like there's a lot of stuff going on for everyone. So yeah, it's just, it's a rough one out there right now. And it doesn't help that it is like boiling where we live right now. I mean, I hate it. Oh yeah. That does, that absolutely does not help at all makes it 10 times worse because i hate the heat and like i think today they're like it's in the 90s but it feels like it's 115 and i'm like fantastic (laughs) i think it's like it's soup (laughs) yeah i think your work is the same as mine where it's like absolutely freezing inside and you have to have like a sweater but then like so this is the time that it's so just it's hard. I, I hate it because it's like I'm freezing inside and then I go out for my lunch or my break and I still am wearing my little long sleeve thing. And it's like, oh, my God, it's so hot. And then I get in my car and it takes time for it to cool down. The seatbelt burns you. <laughs> yeah, getting in the car is the absolute worst right now. Ugh, it's and it's only going to get worse for us here. <laughs> Well, I'm sure. I mean, I I know most people are are dealing with uh, crazy heat there, and then there was like tornadoes just like north west of us today. Hmm. Um, I know Salt Lake City is going through some stuff with their big lake. I know, like literally everywhere, there is some stuff going down. Wow. And the full moon was like last night. That doesn't help anything. I like cleansed this place. Like I cleansed myself. I was like saging myself. (laughs) I'm like, we're going to set some intentions. We're going to do some things (laughs) to try to cleanse whatever this is. Cause it is just, it's just one of those times. And I know everybody goes through it when like everything just like happens at once yeah like i'm very lucky to have the friends and the people in my life that i do currently because for like i guess the first time in a long time with everything going on 
it's not like the, it's not the people closest to me that are aggravating me. I know you're going through some stuff, but, um, it's, uh, it's, it's just everything outwardly that is kind of like followed apart. And it happened on top of like a lot of, we're just going to be transparent. A lot of like, uh, self-discovery and dealing with traumas and stuff like that that's going on. Mm -hmm. And so everything just feels extra heavy. It's like, the air outside, like the heaviness with that is right. just compounding, like all the extra heaviness. So, um, you know, just trying to like, just, just chill and be quiet with myself and, uh, and taking it easy. But yes, it does feel like everything is going on in the world right now, personally and like externally. And I know that everybody's dealing with stuff. Yeah. It's hard to navigate when you've got just things like, like, especially when it's things on top of things. Like, I mean, as you said, like, you've got, like, you've got a lot going on, but on top of that, you've got some self-discovery and things that, like, are really eye-opening. And those are, like, incredible experiences. However, they are, like, it's a huge change. And it's just, like, it's eye-opening. It's a lot to take in. And you and I at our age, we like definitely need to like take some time to like, you know, we think it out really like, like, you know, we just, we don't just jump in. We like, we really like got to think. And it's just so when we have that going on already and then you have like other just like insane stuff that it just makes it so much more difficult. Like I am... I think everybody is going through it and it's just like, I have, I don't watch the news. Um, so I don't know anything about the weather. Um, however, it's funny because you mentioned about cleansing and like, it was just this past, um, weekend. I actually, your birthday present that you got me, it was this, um, little like, um, meditation kit kind of, and it had these stones and, a little candle and oh my god it's this um they it's sandalwood rope incense and i've never seen that before by the way um love it um but i hadn't actually like i've i've set it all out and like moved it around to different places and like always like was try i was trying to figure out you know like the cutest little box to put it in forever but i hadn't actually sat down and like followed the instructions and like actually did it because like the different stones that are with it I, I you're supposed to put it on different chakras and like I just anyways this weekend I decided like I'm gonna do it like I'm gonna like and I I got up my little book that I had put it all in and yeah it was um it was actually a really great 15 minutes um I um I love to meditate. I haven't in a while, but I used to like on a very regular basis um, so much that I used to actually like teach a little bit of a class. Um, and there's so much to learn with med meditation, but like, I just love it. It's something that works for me. It's, it's hard, but like at the same time, it's so easy. And um, I even was talking to Caden about it and like, he's got the typical answer. Well, I always try, but like, I can't stop thinking of stuff and I don't do it right. And it's like, Oh honey, no, that's like not everybody's like that. It's just like, it takes practice. But like, 
I set some time into that, like to try to like give myself that, and like it was, it actually like helped. I I'm at a point where I am reaching out, which is hard for me, and I know I think it's hard for you as well, and because I just don't do that well. I don't like. I mean, it's just it's hard for me to ask for help. I I I wish it was easier. However, I definitely have. Um, I um, I did that. Like, I mean, like I helped myself, and then like even, I I think I've I I've mentioned I'm in a recovery group, and um, I actually got in touch with my like sponsor to make sure that I've got some um, step work set up, so we can get moving, and because the air is too thick up in here, and mm-hmm. like I am gonna suffocate. And I have, I'm too strong for this. And like, I just, um, I'm tired of being sad and moping around and not having time to do the things that I want to do. Like, it broke my heart. Caden the other day said like, he really wanted to hang out with me. And I was like, I really want to hang out with you. But like, by the time I'm done with work and then right after work starts all the other stuff, I'm exhausted. You know, have you taken any time for yourself and try to do any of that? Like right now, I think this is great. Like this is like actually like relaxing for me at the moment. It might not be for you. I don't know. But <laughs> um, have you taken any time for yourself recently? Um, I will say no, not really. Um, I, I work two jobs. So like I have to go to the full time job and then leave immediately to go to the part time job. And then um, getting ready for grad school, getting all that paperwork and everything taken care of on top of, um, you know, taking care of the house and being a mom and, uh, and all a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> um, it, I, things I can't really reveal too much right now, but there's a lot of things going on. I will say probably like therapy um, has been, I guess, kind of like a way to be with myself, but that's hard. Like that's, that's taxing mentally. Um, like the way that, the way that I escape is like, I get into like a, a craft, like I work with my hands, like, you know, soldering on some stained glass. I just kind of lose myself in it and just kind of let my mind go with that. And I haven't really been able to do that just because every, there's a lot of new things happening and I haven't been able to like schedule, you know, like I haven't found the rhythm yet. Yeah. You know, this is you and I are best friends. Cause I bet Chris just heard that. And he was just like, yep. Eric did, <laughs> because I mean, I am, um, I have been like my, just doing like epoxy craziness. I've been like trying to, um, there's a big project that I've been wanting to work on and I am practicing all these different things right now so I don't screw it up because um it actually is um it has to do with one of my dear friends ashes and you know I mean I can't mess that up you get one chance I mean like I so um I have been like working on like it but it's been nice like the art like I mean getting like a little lost in that when I try not to like dress out that I've messed something up because like, but take some time, girl, try to do it. I am, um, I'm trying to do it as well. Like I really need to like 
clean and that's like made me even more stressed out that there's like different parts of my house that like and I know Chris hates this especially because it's gotten worse that like I I just have like things collect I have little places and I have like all this stuff in these different little places and since life's gotten pretty tough recently those places have like expanded um and like I think you and I can agree we'll like we both will start a project and it's really hard to finish sometimes oh yeah so yeah absolutely uh, <laughs> yep and when you don't finish all these different projects you're left with a lot of mess everywhere is what it looks like <laughs> That's a very um, neurodivergent thing to do, though. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's like uh, piles of doom, I think is what it's called, um, where people that like aren't uh, neuronorm, <laughs> yeah. they just they don't know what to do with these things. So they just like it just creates in like little piles or it creates in like boxes. Um that's a very, it's a very neurodivergent thing that happens. It's a, it's just a thing. I've done it my whole life. Same here. I just, I feel bad because I live with someone that is like, he is like a clean freak and I like things clean too, but he is like, you know, I mean, he's just, <laughs> he's my husband. He's my baby. Um, so, <laughs> But it's uh, like, you pick something up and you're like, I don't know what to do with this plop and like walk away. So, and he's been like so respectful and like during this time. However, I know that like, I would hate to be inside his head. I'm sure like inside he is just like tearing it up. Like, Oh my God. I, but he's been so respectful and like sweet and letting me like, you know, have my little places. And he knows that like, I really do want to, clean them up. I just need to, and I am like slowly getting some things done. It's just, you know, sometimes it just takes time. I'm trying not to let anything and everything make things worse, like stressing out over the fact because it'll be okay. Um, but. Yeah. I did get a text earlier. Uh, I will have to show you, but um, apparently we're going on a little, just one night excursion sometime next week to try to, um, kind of get away from everything. So, um, Good for I, appreci you. I appreciated that. I didn't have to put any work into it. And, um, I was very appreciative <laughs> Yeah, of that. So it's a, it's a really cute little Airbnb, like cottage on this farm where there's, um, horses and, oh. um, a, a tree swing and all these cute little lights. And so I'll have to show you the picture. Um, but, um, but I'm, I'm holding on to that currently. <laughs> yes. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> Something it, to look forward to. <laughs> absolutely. You know, I, am. Um, you don't have cable TV, right? Like, I mean, you just have streaming stuff, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the only commercials I see are any of the streaming ones because I, I don't buy the premium ones that don't have commercials. <laughs> um, but In this economy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> However, I've seen a lot of Airbnb, Airbnb uh, commercials and it really appeals to me and makes like it really 
it sounds like that would be such a great just like vacation by itself like you don't have to like sure it'd be great to like go to the bahamas or somewhere but like literally you can just find an airbnb close by and that would be oh my gosh so i love that you're doing that that's great so yeah i'm i'm happy that that idea was presented and uh and yeah I'm looking forward to it. So that's, that kind of makes everything better, you know, when you have something to look forward to. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, for those of you out there that are struggling, um, we love you. And you know what? We all will get through it. The, like, the one thing that is consistent is however we are feeling right now, it will change. So um, just hang on to that. And, you know, we can do this. It's just, it's just something in the air and just, um, and if you're not struggling, then pray for us because <laughs> we could use it. Well, the only thing constant is change. That's from the, uh, the Jekyll and Hyde musical that you haven't seen yet, but that's, uh, I haven't. The only thing constant is change. Yeah. It's, it's, it's also repeated countless times in so many different recovery programs sometimes <laughs> but like um and like every self-help book but um it's such like some of those things like even though they're they sound so cliche they're so true i mean there's a reason it's got like did you ever watch rent yeah a long time ago yeah so like that quote no day but today like mm -hmm. What a good, like, I'm sorry, but, like, such a good quote when you, like, actually just, like, break that down and, like, try to use that. Like, it's kind of like when they, if you, when, you, when they say one day at a time, like, yeah, that sounds, like, so cheesy. And especially if you're trying to get sober or something and it's, like, one day at a time, yeah, that, whatever. But actually, like, if you're trying, it could work for anything. If you're just trying to do something and you mentally just try to okay, whatever is bugging you or whatever you're trying to get through and just focus only on that 24 hours and be like, okay, I'm just going to make sure I, I don't eat cheesecake for 24 hours. I don't know what tomorrow looks like, but for 24 right. hours, I'm not going to eat cheesecake. And then you do that again. Like, it actually adds up and it actually does work. It's a cliche, but like, it makes sense. And anyways, we have all of a sudden turned into Grisha verse self-help <laughs> Oprah. So, um, we are like, I don't even know how long we've been talking because I know I set my timer late and that says 16 minutes. So <laughs> it's a, you it's say a group 43? session. Okay. I about had a heart attack. I thought, I don't know if anybody just heard Chris, but I thought he just said 43 and I'm like, okay, well then we just need to just set this out as our own <laughs> self-help episode. But, uh. Anyways, um, so we are here. This is this is exciting. Um, just because we finished the Grisha of everything that's published so far. Um, and it's really neat just because I I can't believe we actually are here. Um, and in commemoration, I'm wearing my um Sancta Alina little um hat that definitely is like tore like i mean i'm glad that if you actually are looking at the screen you can only see it's a little raggedy at the bottom but that the whole thing is like yeah it almost looks like a medusa hat but um anyways in commemoration because i wanted to kind of 
think about just, you know, go through everything we've done and just kind of remember, not like our Grease anniversary, but, you know, we just finished the world tour of, like, us going from the very beginning all the way to the end. And, like, one, that's really cool to be able to also, like, let's see what Terry thinks. This is her first time ever reading it. Um, and, um, yeah, so there's a couple different things. But let's start there. So, like, Terry, like, you remember how this started? I told you I wanted you to be a part of something. Fantasy was not your gig. Um, especially young adult fantasy. So it was definitely reaching for the stars. However, you, um, said, I'm going to help a sister out and I'm going to give this a shot. And you did. And here we are. And thank God you did because truthfully you, um, it's us together and our fantastic fans that have made this so successful. And thank you to everyone but um, I do want to also thank right now my best friend because she she's incredible. She's my best friend for a reason. But it's just, it's the connection that I think we have together. And it's it's been so fun. Not only like, I mean, it's cool to record a podcast, but it's it gave us also time to be able to catch up every week and that's not easy to do sometimes um, in just normal life to like be able to like always catch up with family and friends. But this podcast actually gave us an opportunity to be able to always like, you know, just check in each week. And I think it's incredible. So um, anyways, just first shout out. I love you, girl. Thank you for doing this. Um, I love you too. She's probably like, yep, now we're done. So peace out. Um, but um no we're gonna like kind of discuss oh yeah um like the garisha verse um as a whole tying some things in um so we've got a lot of stuff to do it's it's weird now to think about the trilogy like to go back two years right (laughs) and 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 think about reading the trilogy um, people that are now reading it for the first time, I, I'm like, oh my goodness, there's this, and then there's this, and I get so excited. You know, there's all these moments like um, the the Sturman reveal, right? Of like when I hear people like, oh, they just met up with Sturman. I was like, I'm like, oh, I can't. Ah. <laughs> Let me ask you this: like when. You got Shadow and Bone. Did you, like, read the back of it? I know you didn't know anything about it except for, like, maybe me kind of giving, like, a probably horrible, like, summary of, like, the world, but probably didn't make sense. Like, what, like, did you read the back? Did you do a little research? Did you just start reading? I was trying to catch up with you. Yeah, you had to catch up, like, a book. You had to read a book in, like, a week, pretty much. Yeah, so I was trying to catch up with you, and so I didn't, there was, like, no hesitation. I just, like, jumped in and read that first book insanely fast, um, faster than I think I've, no, that's not true, Uh, in my adult life, faster than I've read a book, Um, and it was, it it was kind of cool, like, not knowing anything and just kind of, right? Yeah. I love, like, I have always read books that way. It's my favorite things to thing to do. Like I hate I think if you read the back of a book, 
or the inside sleeve, it gives too much away because if you read a book without any idea of even what the plot is, it makes it really cool. I'm just saying it's just really neat. I'm glad you did that. Um, I know it's an easy read, the first one, but like, tell me what you thought, like at first, like, I mean. I, um, even, even now looking back where we know it's not the strongest written, uh, because it was the first one, um, even then, even with like the character development, that was, um, that was like the strongest thing for me was that the, the characters were really well written. They weren't the the norm like they were difficult to figure out and even like the plot wasn't uh wasn't the norm yeah it was I am so good at (laughs) figuring out what's gonna happen and um there were so many times where I didn't know and it was a surprise and that was that was great like the whole um the darklings story even through the first book, you have no idea where that's going. Nope. Like as it's going through, you have no idea. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Um, and so that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I, I love and have so much appreciation for shadow and bone. The first book, just because it like, it is so unique to fantasy. I feel, I just think the ideas Like, all the ideas are, like, I mean, are incredible. You get a really good taste of, like, I don't know, Lee, I feel. Like, it's, like, I know her writing then was different, but it's, like, you could almost, like, feel this author has something, like, more. And she's got this dark, she's got some more to give, and I can't wait to see where this goes. And I am... I loved it. I also was scared at first, to be honest, that it was going to be just like a YA romance, like more romance and fantasy. And I'm not a big fan of that. And it wasn't. It has romance, but it's definitely not the big plot point. Yeah, I mean, I thought for sure as we're reading through it, I'm like, oh, yeah, Alina and the Darkling are going to get together because that's what happens in every single book. Like, you, you know, you have it like <laughs> marked, like this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And then as you're reading through, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> nope, that's not ha- OK. I mean, they kind of do, but not they don't end up together like like, you know, it's going to happen in all the other books out there right and i love it when we have a villain that we love to hate like and the darkling is just a really incredible villain and i love villains we both love villains but (laughs) like sometimes you know like i mean sometimes in stories they're just not the most well thought out or creative i think the darkling is just everything that I want in a villain, like attractive, beautiful, um, smart, isn't just like completely like, I mean, so bad. Like, I mean, they're just like, they actually think they are like trying to help. They have like a purpose, but like they've got power. And I love the, I love the name, the darkling love that, even though like, it's so simple. I love the name. Yeah. She said 
uh, that she wrote it because she was stuck in the dark. Like the electricity went out and she was stuck in the dark. So she kind of like villainized <laughs> the dark. Uh, so that was, that was, that's fun. It's it's a fun story. It's a fun thing that that came out of that experience. Absolutely. And the uh, like, and I love her story. Like, I mean, as you were just kind of saying, like, I mean, she expresses how she, I don't know the exact wording, but she thought about what if darkness was a place and that's mm-hmm. where the fold started. And I just, I, I love that that is what spawned this whole series and what a really cool thing. Like, I mean, like, because darkness is terrifying. Like when you're in complete pitch dark, like, I mean, and you like, especially like not just for a moment, but like, if you're just like completely like, you don't know when you can see again. And like, you're like, it really, like it can be terrifying and you don't know. Like I am. Um, but anyways, really. It's the, uh, it's the unknown. Exactly. It's the unknown. And it's just, oh, you, every, and I love how she actually touches on this and brings us up towards the end. Everybody is the same in the dark. And I think that's yeah. really neat. Like, Cause it's so true. Like, I mean, we all are the exact same. We're all like, none of us can see <laughs> money doesn't <laughs> matter. Like, but so it's a good book. It's not the strongest. Um, but like, it is definitely like a great beginning and I love just the plot and I love, I love it. I love, I love the characters. So I'm glad you, so after you read that, mm-hmm. what did you think? Like, I mean, you were getting into like, did you, like, I mean, were you, pumped to read the next book did you like because i know that you you do see plot points way ahead before other people do did you see what was about to happen in the rest of the trilogy hi it's all good we all got our pets here so i totally had no idea um and it was hard because i read that first book like so fast and then we had to like, you know, slow stop it down and slow it down because I was going, I was going chapter by chapter with the podcast. So it was like, I knew all these things and I went really fast. And then it was like, okay, a couple chapters at a time now. Um, so I had no idea okay. uh, what was, what was going to happen. Um, I think the second book brought many more surprises and twists than the first book like you could tell yeah like she was she was feeling it a little more um because you know like I said like Sturmund and then um it brings in Tamar and Tolia and um the story becomes more alive like I mean because it does it's a setup for the like conclusion for that trilogy so I mean Mm -hmm. it really is like you know it's it's good um it's it's crazy because when you think of the trilogy, like I think everybody mostly thinks about Shadow and Bone and Ruin and Rising. Um, but people often like don't really like think too much about Siege and Storm. Like it's a good book. It's, yeah. But you know, it's like all the, but it really is like, there is a lot that goes on in there. I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. I enjoyed like all the, the sea scenes and, um, and the it's. Sea whip. That's right. Yeah, it's the sea whip. Um, 
and then you get the introduction to like the royal family, like really involved in um uh, and like Rothkin royalty, you start to really get to understand that. And um Yes. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. I wanted to ask you, like, I mean, so like the Grish the magic system, like what did you think about that as in like, I mean, compared to other ones, I mean I I think it's very <laughs> unique. But what did you I think? think? It, it saved a lot of it saved a lot for me because I'm not a which we'll get to that in a little bit. I'm not a magic and dragons kind of person. So that's why I never really fully read fantasy and even like YA fantasy. Um, I had a lot of friends that read, um, I don't know what they're called, but it was like this huge series that had dragons all over them. And I just would roll my eyes and um, because that's just not, I'm not a magic and and dragons like kind of person. Dragon lance? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Um, they were older. Lord of the well, Rings, maybe. Obviously. No. Oh, okay. Um, but I, um, I always was. I always read fantasy adjacent. You know, it was like sci-fi and like horror and like things like that. So yeah. Um. So this book, the the book series, where the quote unquote magic, uh, was scientific, and so a little more on the sci-fi than it was like fantasy like you're using natural resources um saved it for me like it drew me in and i think that might help bring in a larger audience because it's not it's not just like magical powers yeah it's not just like poof this like i mean like it there's thought put behind it because like the small science is just cool that way it um like you you can't just make something out of nothing. And I think that's very well, like, I think that's a really smart magic system too, because, you know, a lot, like, when you can do anything and everything, that's that's great, but that can also get kind of boring, you know? I mean, because, I mean, like, you can just, if you have wands that can do anything, then you can do anything. But the small science, like, I mean, it it was limited, Um However, as you started to learn more, like it grew, but like it was kind of, I thought it was really neat to see that because I never read or watched anything that had it like that. Um, The only, like the author that shall not be named, you know, had Mm -hmm. the houses, but that was just magic in general. This magic system was just like, I mean, it had... You know, I mean, we've got different suborders. We've got all that. And I mean, it, maybe I'm just drawing a blank, but I feel like I just can't think of any other like really great magic system that was well thought out like that. Um, I mean. No, not one that, um, you know, was it, it's really something that you have to draw from science. Like you have to study the earth and study the resources and things like that. So yeah, it was, um. And they even, you know, they say all the time, it's not magic. <laughs> it's not Merzo's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, um, that was one of the things I was very grateful for. <laughs> yeah. I did get, um, I will admit like when I first, like when I saw the list in the beginning of the book, I love that they have that, but I just like, it confused me. I was just like, uh, what? Like, you know, Grisha. And then it has all the different orders because you don't know what you're like, what are all those? Um, 
And then you know I do appreciate a good map. So mm-hmm. the map and as all that gets explained, it's just really cool. I um yeah, so I um I just looked um by the way at like some of the like episode names and so you like I mean if you've been listening from the beginning, I started with my friend Fiona. However, she went off to finish and do amazing things and went to another country to go to grad school. So when Terry joined, she came in right as I started Siege and Storm. Also had no clue what I was doing. Um, I have not gone back to listening to any of that stuff. It would probably be terrifying um, just because so much has changed. But um, I think this is great. You came in episode nine where we started Siege and Storm, and the episode name is Jervanazel. And that cracks me up because I know exactly what that is. Um, I think we had so much fun also, like, coming up with some of these, like, names. Um, but anyways, I um, we should listen to that sometime. But it's just like, um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, uh, we might have to be in a really good space <laughs> to go back and listen to those early ones. Yeah, I'm scared because, I mean, we had a totally different intro. Um, Neither of us knew exactly what we were doing. Like, I think it's funny that, like, I had no clue what I was doing. But at the same time, it's kind of cool bringing in someone, trying to explain to them, my best friend, that I have no clue what I'm doing. However, we will figure this out. And that actually was the magic concoction that made it work which is kind of cool um, because yeah, I'm know, just getting comfortable. Yeah. That took a while. Yeah. It's weird. Like I still have my moments, but anyway, so let's, um, so yeah, Siege and Storm was great. We read through that and then we got to like ruin and rising and um, like, I love the first trilogy. A lot of people like dog it, but I think like, I mean, I love, like, I mean, I love everything that leaves, like, all of the Grishaverse stuff. Obviously, some things are more favorite, like, are more of a favorite of mine. But, you know, the trilogy is so important to read, even though it's, it's very YA. Like, it's very, like, I mean, the wording and all that. Um, but it's very important. I can't imagine just starting six of crows and never even reading the trilogy you could get the world but there's so much stuff that's so important in it yeah and then there's there's information that uh is in the six of crows duology that is like you know they were whatever jumping around i don't care um but they say like you know alina's death Oh, they yeah. talk about they talk about Alina's death in mm-hmm. the duology, and if you haven't read the trilogy, you don't know what happened. You don't know that she faked it and that she's alive. Yep. <laughs> so, um, I guess the story is still the story, and it's fine. But you just don't know certain things, and and I, I do think it's it's uh, it's good for understanding, like what's happening uh to read that first trilogy absolutely it's just there's so much history and it makes it so just 
more important. I like. I mean, I Game of Thrones. Like, I love the show. Have never like. I tried to read one of the books. Um, however, like, I couldn't. Um, there are people that are obsessed with that. Um, and you know what? That is that's some hardcore fantasy. Kind of like Lord of the Rings. I've watched the movies a long time ago. Great graphics when the movies came out. Like the one, but um, never read them. Um, because I wasn't big into fantasy either because like, I just, it was, I'm trying to think like, it's more that like, I liked, I didn't read Anne Rice like you, but I did like darker, like things that were just like, but I didn't like romance. I needed, I guess I needed this. Like I needed some kind of magic, but I didn't know what it was. And this is what, like, I mean. Yeah, it, that's the only thing that like queer people had back then was like gothic stuff, and that's why yep. so many queers our age were goths back in the day because that's literally all we had. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's all we had to like express ourselves and how we felt different. So when you talk to people our age and they're they're anywhere on the queer spectrum, they dabbled in like emo goth. magic vampirism like in that realm because that was just that's all we had yeah we were the artsy freak weird kids and I'm sorry I love the word freak um I know like I'm not like calling anybody like it's just like I um I just remember the show freaks and geeks and I mean people used to use like I'm sorry I think it's just so stereotypical for like jocks to be like freaks and it's like whatever like i i'm sorry but i look so much cooler and better in what i'm wearing in my clothes than like your letter jacket and like your your alina crown is so much better oh well yeah duh i mean of course fabulous but i mean like i would i love like you know even though like there was so much fun like doing with fashion that like, I mean, coming up with that stuff and that's what was neat also about here. Like, I mean, the Keftas um, thinking about what they look like um, Mm -hmm. and Oh, now we, now we see, and I can't wait to see more though. That's going to be incredible because there's more to come with those. And I think they just came, they gave us a little bit of a taste with shadow and bone and now since um they got the money and they know this show's going to profit there's going to that budget money probably yeah yeah i read somewhere that the budget was like double what it was in the first go and that is so exciting because for the money they had they did so well they did. with the show i cannot even imagine like what they're going to do <laughs> with double the budget do you remember when we were talking to Erin and she, that was like one thing that she mentioned about how like she like the graphics and it's like the fact that like they didn't get to like since it was a beginning show, it didn't have so much backing yet. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's really excited about um, season two, because I remember like when we finally got to see the trailer and I was so excited for a Kefta, but like. At first, you really couldn't tell, like, what Keftas were. I remember finally when we slowed it down and did that episode. And the very first ones that you see, at least, is, like, it's just a shot of, like, the Darkling in his tent with, like, 
discovering Alina, and they're like kind of in their army-ish like war keftas. So it just looks like wool jackets that are the colors. And I was like, oh God, like, I hope that's not all they're doing. I think they did a really good job at keeping things secret. Mm-hmm. Like, like they knew that there was such a huge fandom that people were going to freak out. And I think with the interviews and the trailers and the sneak peeks and everything, they were so crafty at what they showed us and what they didn't. So that when you watch the show, it was like that you had these screaming moments. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> they were so smart. They did such a good job. And so did Lee, by the way. I mean, mm-hmm. we know that Lee was a huge part of this. And I I was nervous. So moving on into Six of Crows, like that's I was really excited for you to read that. Um, because as much as I love the trilogy for setting it up, um, I'm I don't know if I'm the biggest YA fan. I like YA, but I mean, like, um, I really like darker, grittier stuff. And Six of Crows is where that happens. Um, Mm -hmm. It's where we get our characters that definitely, like, I mean, it's it's different. Um, I was so excited for you to read it because I knew you would love it. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) So first impressions. Like, what did you think? Did you think I was lying? What did, like, I mean... Oh, no, I think I don't remember exactly when, but I know there was a moment when I came to record and I told you like, yep, (laughs) yep, I'm in. (laughs) I'm in. Um, Again, character development on top of it being a different world where it's grittier and it's it's edgier because we come in with, um, you know, sex workers and um, in these themes that we didn't get to explore in the first yeah. books because the first books were so YA and now we've got kind of this more adult gritty world um on top of we have these characters now that are newly introduced and we get to know them so quickly but then we don't at the same time like we yeah. We fall in love with them because she wrote them so well, but they, every single one of them comes up with their own surprises and we slowly get their backgrounds. And um, she's so good with characters. That Six of Crows is a masterpiece. I um, I say that because one, I've never read a book like that. I'm not like a Missions Impossible heist kind of guy. Like, I mean, like I, I yeah, I've seen... Ocean's Eleven, like the movies and things, but like if someone had described to me like, hey, read this book, it's about like a heist, I would, no. Like that's not, like that just, just, it doesn't sound interesting to me. However, um, when I heard that, I was a little worried because it's like, oh my gosh, I don't care about like things like that. It's kind of like I don't like reading military books or like things like that. Like I just, yeah. But the way she wrote this and I'm sure like, I think she like, I know I'm wrong in this and I'm, you're going to laugh that I'm going to admit this, but I had never read a book before that had the chapter names be the character that it was covering. So like for the longest time, I just thought Lee was the most brilliant person I'd ever met. Cause I thought she had come up with that. Oh uh, Yeah. I was like, so brilliant. Like, 
she's got like all these timelines and all these people and it's just like so cool and then like yeah i um they were like that's not new honey no okay um but it is like what a tricky book to write too because i mean the timing was everything in that story yeah, it was right up there with with like the twists and the turns and everything. It was right up there with like the Da Vinci Code. It was like, oh, this is happening. Oh, psych, this is going on. Oh, yep. surprise. So it it seriously had that same kind of feel of the big heist authors or of like the big mystery authors. It was right up there with that. And to have... um you know, something a little new because it is YA. It's still YA. Um, so I, it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. She's such a good writer and the, the, to keep up with everything and to know where she's going with it. Um, I've always wondered about other authors doing that. And then, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy to me that you can think up all of these, I don't know, branches. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it's like when you're saying YA, like I agree with you, it's considered YA, but like I, I, however, like I just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the definition of YA is compared to like adult. I know it has to do with themes. Like, I mean, but it definitely does. Like, I mean, maybe cursing, however, there is like still like cursing in, but this is just like, it's so different from the first trilogy. Like, I mean, if the first trilogy is YA, then like, I almost feel like, I mean, it's it like should... YA plus. <laughs> yeah. Or the trilogy is like a very, like it just, it's a beautiful story, but it's just like, you know, it's written for like, I mean, the younger, younger audience because six of crows is so gritty and dirty and the themes in there i mean there's there's adults that like i don't know i just still have a problem like i wish i knew the actual answer to that like what makes something ya and what makes it adult because sometimes like i don't really see the difference i I read adult book fantasy books all the time now and i'm like hmm, i don't really like i don't know do you know the answer to that I don't. And I, I think it, it's probably just the like targeted audience is yeah. probably really the only difference. Um, so, I mean, it's a bunch of teenagers um, it's, uh-huh. and the story is connected to the first trilogy. So it's still YA. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's nothing um, like too bad in there. There's not, no. it doesn't get like super deep or anything. Um so I mean it's still YA, but it's 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 elevated YA, and I think it's where YA was going um, because YA has matured a little bit mm-hmm. over the years. So I think it's on par with uh, with like where YA is now. Because since then I've read a couple other books. You know I got I had that like bookish box, and I read a few right. things that I thought were uh, were fairly popular and couldn't get into them. But um, but the same kind of thing like it it kind of pushes the envelope a little bit more yeah. than what you would think but i think that's true of the times anyway absolutely I think, yeah i think we're maturing uh because there's so much information available to everyone 
Um, yeah. So, so kids are more mature than, in some ways. Well, yeah. <laughs> in, in some ways, they know more about things that our parents could keep under wraps. So you have to entertain the the readers now in a different way. Exactly. And also, like, I, I haven't thought of it this way, but the people that read um, Shadow and Bone, like, when it came out, like, with 2012, like, I mean, as she kept writing, like, I mean, everybody keeps getting older. So, like, I mean, like, it's almost like maturing with the books themselves um if you think about <clears throat> shadow and bones maturity level compared to rule of wolves huge yeah because they definitely because the, those characters definitely age oh absolutely if we're, if we're going on what they're doing with the show then six of crows kind of like kicks in during siege and storm times We'll see. So, yeah. I, I, you're right. Exactly. I mean, that's the one thing. But that, no, see, that confuses me because they talk about sense. Alina's death. Exactly. So there's got to be something where it's either just they're going to tell the two different stories and just it's going to be it, different timelines. It's not going to be at the same time. It's probably just that's the only way they can do it. They can't do it at the same time anymore. Don't they say in the beginning of Six of Crows that it's been three years since the war? Yeah, there's some kind of, it's a reference about... How yeah. much time has gone by. And so it's written after that big sure. war. Absolutely. And we know Lee well enough that she cares enough about her writing and stories to not mess with the timeline. Um not as horribly and as badly as the author that shall not be named did. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm I'm hoping I haven't like googled I but I'm hoping there's like <laughs> a fan somewhere that can or that has like put in the time and the effort to make everyone's like timelines <laughs> match up. <laughs> so if somebody knows of somebody that's done that or if you've done it, please point us in that direction. I would love to see um, if anybody's taken the time to actually, to actually create that. Yeah. I mean, I think the, like, I mean, there are no holes in it. It's just, I think where it gets tricky is when we start, especially in Six of Crows, when we like have a character telling about something that happened before. Um, and then like, it's kind of like things just jump all over the place. However, we didn't know how this first season was going to work out. And yes, it was the same time, but I could totally see they could do, like, I mean, it's been done before. Like, I mean, different, like, I mean, the two different stories, just different timelines. Um, isn't there something, like, I feel like we watch, like, there's something that, like, has... Oh, like The Witcher. Exactly, yeah. Like, that, um... there's definitely ways to do it um yeah because i she won't she's not gonna mess it up she wouldn't she couldn't do that no no i'm not and and i'm not like suggesting that there's holes or anything's messed up i would just like to see how it's gonna happen i get yeah well no not like how it's gonna happen but i would like to see um like if you take the whole series from first book to last book and do the series of events 
of like of the timeline of like series of events and then like here's where uh you know like um the alina and mal move to like an end the orphanage and then you have kaz meets nina like where you have just the the list of events as they happen like chronologically yeah that'd be amazing to do and it just um some of the stuff i feel like i mean i don't know if we have all the hints to it but i would love to see that too um but uh, that's I feel so... like somebody somewhere probably has done that. Somebody has to. And I just haven't like dug deep enough. <laughs> it's definitely not the person that thought that um, in the last story that we just read um, when water met fire and said that that was not the Darkling, but Mortsova, Ilya Mortsova. Mm. Definitely not the same person. However, uh, yeah, and if not, Let's do it sometime when we have time because we have so much. Um, <laughs> but that'd be really cool to see. I would love to see that too. Um, because, I mean, in the show, yeah, we did get the begin. We've got Nina and Matthias's story already, de- already done. And some of the hints that we've gotten about the season, like heavily hint towards, like, I mean, the Six of Crows story. Like, I mean, I think, like, we've heard Hellgate and stuff. I don't know if you've seen or heard any of that but um well yeah matthias was being taken there at the end of the first season um and that's why nina got on the boat because she needed to stay with him so and then it it opened and then six of crows starts with them trying to break matthias out of hellgate so so that's the next step they could that's a whole different timeline they could maybe like i mean I would hate that they do this, but maybe like the first couple episodes do like, I mean, a quick, like, I mean, Siege and Storm, Ruin and Rising, you know, like, I mean, just all of a sudden, like, I mean, I'd hate that they do that, but I mean, you know, I mean, maybe that's the way that they can do it or just literally like we, we got the two timeline, the characters to meet in this first season. However, this next season, they don't have to, they could stay separate. They are at the moment. Um, it could just be different. Who knows? That's too much in yeah. theory. Yeah. But it's exciting. Um, so I decided to look at our Instagram a little bit. And um, by the way, like I I love Instagram. Um, but like I did not know that like I just it's crazy because it's a little bit of a timeline of our history, but it also shows like where we like the books we've read and how we've gone through them. And it's really crazy and neat um, to see. And also, especially like looking at these, the, the titles, like six of crows one through when we covered chapters one through three are junkie, maybe ghost is <laughs> the title <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> um, Oh my god. Um we've got waffles and cheesecake. Um skeet yeet eat, or eat. Could you like I just think this is like so funny, but um just because so much stuff has gone on. And I think it's amazing that we've got and then of course we can't forget like Isenrude came along finally. Like, I mean that was way back, but I mean, you know. And then we've got our listeners that have helped. We've met some really cool people, so 
Crooked Kingdom. Um, so like Six of Crows, groundbreaking, amazing, really cool characters. Um, Crooked Kingdom, I thought was, I thought it was good. It like, I mean, like, it ended well. However, I like Six of Crows better. Um, I do like, I mean, it's good. Um, but when like King of Scars, that is where stuff started getting really real for me because that's where characters that I wanted, like, I mean, what it, what are your thoughts of like, kind of just like the whole like ending of the series, which is, you know, King of Scars and Rule of Wolves, like the main story. Well, I was really uh, sad to leave the duology, the Crows duology. I wanted more <laughs> of that. Yeah. Um. So I was, I was really sad that that was done, but yes, I, I agree. Uh, Six of Crows. I enjoyed that more. I don't know if it was just because it was new. Um, and then to end the duology, I mean, it was, it was well-written and it ended well, like you said. Um, but then I was like, I want more. Why do we have to leave this place? Um, King of Scars, I think, like you said, it was where, um, where things really started to happen. And I think where Lee's writing really, really flourished and really took off. Um, I really missed uh, my peeps. At least we still had Nina. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was, it was, it was there, to me, and there was like pieces of missing of my heart. <laughs> you know, reading through. Uh, but uh, she, it was so well-written again. It's a complex novel. There was a lot of things going on. Um, so many things like so many things going on in that book exactly there is like it's it's crazy because the way like ruin and rising like that ending like i mean it just like i think it was a brilliant ending like i know we're i'm not mean to go all the way back to the trilogy but like it was just a really good way to end that story and to, but like also leave things open and then we enter Ketterdam. So we're still in the same world. We're a couple years later, but like we're getting a whole new side of things. And we fall in love with these characters. And it's just our like the characters just keep growing and we keep hearing about them. And then like don't forget, like I mean, I forgot I forgot that in Crooked Kingdom, Nikolai, like I mean, comes in, like at the very end, like um, and we get to see Zoya and Jenya. Mm-hmm. And um, just those cool things. I'm trying trying to remember. I know that Language of Thorns was written before, I believe, King of Scars. I'm trying to look it up real quickly right now. Um, because that was just, like, just so different. Um, and we did just finish it. I could look behind me, but if I did, like, I'm not going to know, like, what that year means. But <laughs> um, because the Severed Moon and the Language of Thorns, like, those were, okay, fine, I'm going to. <laughs> so we've got the Language of Thorns, and the majority of these stories actually were already in the back of some of these books, but. This came out in 2017. Okay, so 2012 was 
when Shadow and Bone came out. So, God, I I guess I don't don't the exact order, but um. Anyways, I'm just it's interesting just because I um. I know that Lee's main thing was also to like make sure that you could enter the Grishaverse through any way. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, when we hit King of Scars, like that was just, it was everything I wanted because I wanted to hear more Nikolai. I knew there was more stuff that went on with the Darkling turning him into some kind of beast. Um, and I thought it was really cool. Um, and then we had Zoya and I wanted to know like, when they made that triumvirate, I like one. I love that word. I thought that was just such a cool word. I was like, oh my god. Um, and then knowing Lena was still alive, loved it. And I, um, oh my god. And then of course we had Leon, which, who? Did you see that one coming? Leoni. Leon. Lee coming on to our yeah. podcast. Oh, Leon. I was sorry. I was talking. I was thinking about King of Scars, and I was like, "It's the way I talk." I know. <laughs> we I, had Leone. Okay. Um, yes, having Lee on our podcast <laughs> um, was it was it was interesting in many ways, but uh, because we're talking about the books in particular, um, it was cool to to talk to her before the final book came out and to to not know what was happening and to now kind of like go back and hear all the hints that she had dropped yeah <laughs> things that she said but didn't say um she was good she, she was good like master of disguise i mean come on like i expected her to at least accidentally drop the name of the book nope didn't Mm-mm. That was episode 41, by the way. Like, that, still, that, so early. Isn't that crazy? Like, mm, yeah. But, um, anyways, I, um, and then we hit Rule of Wolves, which we all had been so excited for. And it was just the ending of our main storyline. And she gave us hints that it was going to all be war. And I was so scared that, like, what were you scared going into reading Rule of Wolves? What were you scared was going to happen? Anything? Oh, yeah. We had talked about, you and I had talked about it. Um, We both were kind of under the conclusion that uh, Nikolai was going to die in some form or fashion. That he was going to, like, give himself up or something. Um, Like, we knew we we knew in our hearts that we Nikolai did. was was not going to survive this. Um, oh, we so were the, wrong. <laughs> we were so wrong. But that's the beauty of it is that like you can't you never see what's coming with these books. So, um, and then we were there were so there were other things that we were were like this person's going to rule here and this person's going to rule there and um, we that's had right. we, we thought Nina was going to take over Firda. You had, like, I remember you had it really well, like, when we learned that the title was Rule of Wolves and the ending of King of Scars, the Darkling, like, huge, like, for me, that was a big mic. Like, I about, like, 
like drove off the road. I thought that was so cool because I didn't ex- see that coming. But I remember when you found out specifically Rule of Wolves, you started like putting things together in your head about what that meant. Mm-hmm. And like, I thought it was so brilliant. Um, but yeah, we were trying to figure out like who was going to rule what and like what that meant. And it's it was just really neat. It was really neat to watch your brain work, like trying <laughs> to do that because I was just like, but... That one out of all the books had my brain going all the time because it it was there was a lot going on and there was a lot of change yeah. and um, and knowing that she puts a bunch of hints everywhere and the title was so ambiguous and what the heck does that mean and um, so that of everything as we were going along as as we were discussing it it was like oh wait a minute but then this and then that. Um, and then she was dropping hints in the beginning of calling um, all of a sudden, like she calls Hana a wolf. Yep. Like she runs with the wolves or whatever. And I was like, oh, dang, here we go. <laughs> it, and that's what's so awesome about Lee's writing is like she subtly drops hints about things like that, like kind of like um, the Darkling always will have his eyes it's quartz like that's what like the color of his eyes were like a dark quartz and like i just gray. always a gray quartz that's right and like i just brilliant um and so many amazing things happened um i loved it 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 ended still like with a lot of openings um like and i love the cameos we had um so let's answer, let, like, I know we've been on for a while. Let's answer this question. When we started, fr- like, the very beginning, what did we think? Did we expect it to go where it did? No. Uh, same here. Yeah. Not at all. No, uh-uh, not at all. Um, I don't know if I knew what to expect, but um, it it went into a completely different direction and things change so drastically as well like i was talking in the beginning about you know i'm not a magic and dragon kind of person and then oh look we've got a magic land and dragons now um so that was eh. (laughs) i had to hold on to that whole one um and and forgive lee for putting dragons and magic in there but um oh but come on zoya becomes like oh cool and like come on you know i want to see that kefta that she wear like her oh my god her coronation outfit yes yeah i have to i have to forgive a lot in that realm but um but but no yeah i i had no idea like i don't know what i expected to happen i thought um i don't know i thought maybe the darkling would have more to do with things um i don't I really don't know. Cause she, she, cause Lee herself said stuff about death mm-hmm. um, and all this other stuff. So again, the whole theme that we've been talking about this whole time is like, we have, we never know what's going to happen. I, I can tell you, I, I didn't think it was going to end the way it did, but I definitely didn't think that like, I thought that the trilogy when it ended, it was over. And then when the success of six of crows started, that that was going to take on its own, new thing is going to stay in the same world but continue on and then when king of scars came out and all of a sudden we were back to nikolai like that surprised 
the hell out of me. I was just like, I didn't expect that just because like Six of Crows was like groundbreaking and so popular. It like raised the, her level like so high up. I didn't, it just shows her craft that she, she had been thinking since the beginning. Like even that, like, I mean, like, she, she got us like, you know, like all that stuff, even in the beginning in the trilogy, like it is connected. The, like, come on, the making at the heart of the world, and, like, we end with the, like, our villain for, like, who's hard to hate but love, who's sexy, ends up being the only, the thing that saves the Grishaverse. Mm-hmm. Like, the only reason it's still there. Insane. Like, I just, and I loved it, and then I loved I, the little stories that came out afterwards. I love that we have the lives of saints um and i love the language of thorns um obviously not all the stories are like the most amazing things and like like they're i know they're not always your favorites of uh, some of them some of them are darker than others some of them have more um grit and just more adult themes however that is something that i think i really appreciate about lee because you never know what you're gonna get with Lee and the themes that she writes about. I just don't, I like, I don't think there's ever like, I mean, I don't think she ever drew the line at something that was like, it's life. Unfortunately. Like, I mean, sometimes some stuff is like, yes, it's like, it could it can be a little harsh. Um, it couldn't, maybe there needs to be some, like, I mean, maybe, you know, like, if you have suffered with this, you might want to not read, like, but she definitely brought a lot of humanity, unfor- like, into these stories, even if it's, like, the evil stuff that, like, happens. I think, like, that's what makes it so real to me, I think, um, because we are in a fantasy world, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like a fantasy world, you know? Um, but... Yeah, I think that, and I think that's why a lot of people identified in like Six of Crows, because I think that's where, because her her character development was great in the trilogy, but once we got to Six of Crows and there's this these group of people, I mean, for the most part, don't have Grisha abilities, right? So um, they're more human, and I think that that's what a lot of people gravitated towards is their. There were, they could see themselves more in these characters. And these characters, all of them had trauma. Like they had all gone through some stuff. And that's what brought them together. And again, for us like queer folk and our and freaks and everything else, we identified with that. And uh, so I think that's why that other, I mean, obviously the writing and the heist and everything else, but that whole character development of this trauma group. <laughs> it helps. This very human trauma group really uh, brought that to light. Absolutely. And it's awesome to be able to read a story that you're thoroughly enjoying the plot and it's something incredible, but it brings a whole new level when you actually identify with these characters the way that we do. Um, feeling like as outsiders our whole life, you know, it's just, we didn't read books about us. We weren't on TV. We, we, we couldn't find things that we could relate to. And that's the magic of the, the way Lee writes. And I think fellow authors likely like Holly, Holly black. And like, it's just, I love that people that are, 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 are our age 
that grew up to be authors that were gothic and dark and punk or whatever, like us, became authors and created stuff that we didn't have. And it's it's a special place to, like, have now. Like, I mean, like, I just think that it's awesome. Kids these days, I don't, like, I don't want to say, you know, you don't realize how lucky you are, but, like, seriously, it's, a, it's amazing to find things that you can relate to, especially, like, in reading. My God, the things we read when we were younger, like, I mean, my God, I could relate to Anne Frank, except, like, only because I was Jewish. I mean, my God. I remember I even, like, started my own, like, little diary and actually called it Kitty. How morbid. That is very morbid. I know. Like, I mean, but, I mean, who else was I going to relate to? Like, I mean, Great Expectations, like, isn't, like, there, like, no. There just wasn't anything. But, anyways. um, So. I held on fast to, you know, the. The uh, the vampires. Yes. And then beyond that, it was um, uh, anything that was like Jane Eyre, um, Jane Austen, like type stuff, because they were strong single females. Right. So, you know, a lot of those characters didn't get married. So, um, so yeah, there was a lot of that. And I, I yeah, it's, it's every generation's responsibility to pave the way for the next generation so we just need to keep it going absolutely and i am i hope this podcast helps with that because i mean hell when we were kids we didn't even know what podcasts were i mean (laughs) the only way i can describe this to my parents is it's like a radio show except it's not on the radio and there's no commercials or music in between and that still isn't a good description of it it's just two dorks talking yep Hey, (laughs) so we've been talking for a very long time um, because I know that my timer that I set late says 75 minutes, Um, but I think we did a good job. We just wanted to summarize a little bit. Um, I hope we didn't leave out anything main. However, there's so much to this that we probably did. Um, Feel free to email us questions if there's something you specifically would like us to talk about. Um, we are very excited that we have reached this part of our Grisha cast like life because, you know, there's a lot of really cool things coming. Um, we next week, um, we do have, like, we're going to continue like interviewing white authors and things that are related to the Grisha verse. Um, and Next week, we get to interview with Melissa Albert, who I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with, and um, we're very excited about that. Yep. And um, But anyways, before we get to that, um, is Terry, is there anything that, before we get to our news that you needed to, that I left out or anything that we want to end on or should we just say maybe we need to have a part two of grief <laughs> uh no i just you know thanks for uh thanks for sticking in there with us through the grisha verse and if there's anything y'all want to discuss about it then uh then come be a guest exactly and we're there's a lot more coming with grisha verse we're just not spoiling it all for you right now um, but, um, yeah, so we're just getting started. 
However, it is that very special time for something we haven't done in a long time, and we're excited. It's time for... Richcast news. Richcast news. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we haven't done that in so long. I kind of like, I, I almost forgot. And then I just didn't want to scream. Um, no. However, we have Grishcast news. We are very excited. So let's take it away to our wonderful Grisha in the field. Here we go. We are so excited to see you again. Hello, Alex. Hi. Hello. Thank you guys so much. It's been so long since I've been back on. Um, happy Pride. I have my little Pride top. A little bit of makeup on it, I guess. Um, but yeah, Happy Pride. It has been such a long time. I miss you guys so much. But with that, let me just hop straight into the news. The biggest piece of news that we have is the Grishaverse turned 10 years old. So congratulations to Lee. That's amazing. 10 years of hard work and just busting out all these amazing, amazing stories. I am so happy for her and I am so proud of her. Uh, our next thing I have is season two has officially wrapped... Um, Netflix Geeked Week also got interviews with the cast. There wasn't much said, but we did have just fun questions with the cast about the Grishaverse and about season two. They weren't able to say anything, but my favorite part was Freddie Carter saying traumatic, but amazing. Or, but the best. Traumatic, but the best. So I'm thinking we might get a little bit of Kaz's backstory in season two, which I am absolutely excited for. I have to see that. Um, Netflix also released that there's going to be a Shadow and Bone RPG game in the works. I'm not sure of the release time, but that is very exciting news. I'm very excited about it because me and my partner both game. Um... Lee did send out another newsletter, and in the newsletter, it was updates on writing projects, it had her own personal life updates, plus pictures from when she was on the Shadow and Bone set in Budapest, so I'd definitely go check that out. Make sure to check your spam folder, because sometimes those emails end up in there if you're not seeing any, and I believe you can also sign up for those on her own website. Um... I think the last thing I have, last but definitely not least, is Shadow and Bone Season 2 is rumored to air early in 2023. This is expecting if we do not have any delays like we did for Season 1 with COVID. So, fingers crossed because I am dying for Season 2. I am dying to see what they do and I'm dying to meet Wylan. All right. That's all the news I have this week. I do apologize if I forgot anything. Life has been absolutely insane for the past month, two months. But yeah, anyway, happy Pride. Congratulations to Lee and have a great week. Bye. Uh, it's so nice to have them back. And there was quite a bit of news too. Yeah, and it sounds like literally the entire Grisha cast staff is going through it. So... Yes, <laughs> we just all have a lot, but yeah, a lot of news, which is great, um, because we did have not that much coming out, but um, they're giving us little bits and pieces, and um, exciting. It's really exciting. That game. I know. I'm intrigued <laughs> by that. I wonder what, and I um, 
I think actually that my Grishaverse newsletter has been sent to spam because until they mentioned that, I was like, I never got mine. So I want to go see some of those images. Um, yeah, I'll have to go digging too. Yeah, because I want to see. Um, but we, yep. So next week we'll be having the interview with Melissa Albert. And then we are actually going to be starting Ninth House soon. Um, we haven't come up with a date next week when we have our interview podcast. We will let you know when we will be coming back. But we definitely are going to start Ninth House. Um, we know Ninth House is Lee Bardugo, but not Grisha Versa adjacent. However, it is incredible. It's an adult book. If you are listening to this podcast and you are a young adult reader and you are not like, I mean, your parents wouldn't agree with you reading an adult novel, then next week's episode should probably be your last for a little bit. And just watch us on social medias because Ninth House is adult themed and adult only. Um, we will make sure that we say that in every podcast. Um, but it's very different because, you know, I mean, we've been this has been a why so far, even though I curse every once in a while and whatever. <laughs> but um, Ninth House definitely has some adult themes. It's an amazing story, an amazing book, but it is um, it's definitely very different. But um, anyways, what a fun episode. I didn't expect that we would talk this long. Um, oh, you. Oh, come on. I know. I bet like, ugh, you know, I already talked too much. I'm just hoping that I didn't talk the whole time. You did it. Okay, good. Thank goodness. Oh, and I hit the dang mic again. Um, but okay, well, we love you all. Happy, happy pride. You happy know. pride. Yes, we love you all. And um, yeah, enjoy pride. We still got more pride coming this this month. And um, yeah, we will see you all next week. Long live the Grishaverse. Like, we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was. No mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on all of our socials at GrishaCast. Yes, you sure do that. <laughs> and thank you to our amazing staff, Chris, Alex, Michelle, Sid, and Chloe. And, of course, Terry from far away. <laughs>